Okay. I figured it out. Look at me. I've got my little dojas on screen, everything. Oh, Fuck I do you. not. I have nothing. Mate, you need to get some high quality dojas on your thing. All right, so. You know what? I haven't really had much time to prepare considering I sat down with no camera set up and you went, oh, so we're, we're streaming, streaming this, this, yeah? Carl just video called me and I went, wait, hang on, what? Yeah, we're streaming this shit live, boys. Let's go. So this I do not even have a profile icon on my Twitch yet because Carl just dropped me in a video call and went, <laughs> it's oh, fine. so we streaming this, yeah. It's fine, it's fine. So, hi there and welcome to, what episode is this? 16? Oh, God. Uh, 16? 70? So, you know what? Welcome to episode, some episode. Professionalism. <laughs> of Carl's Corner for Brew. And I, was all, I was all ready, set up, in the right mentality... Getting my little, my little snuggle on the go. You've got it. Getting uh, in the right mentality, and then Carl's like, oh, we're streaming it, and now you've thrown me off my game completely. What are you doing? You've just spoiled the intro, because you've got to remember, Luke, because we've now got a visual, the stream bit, and the visual, the audio people listening at home. So, for the audio listeners on Brew at home right now, um, we're, st- we're going to try going forward to just stream this shit live, so people can watch it, because people complain, why can't we see you live? So, Which, yes. fortunately, Carl dropped that decision on me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which was fun. And as per usual, Lucas, uh, what is it you're drinking today? I have, I am so knackered. I've got a fucking monster ultra. Do not sponsor the podcast, but can if they want. Give, me, Carl give me free monster. Does drink them all the fucking time. I'm now going to open and go. Ah. <laughs> what about yourself, Lucas? What have you got? Well, so you suggested like, oh, let's do some streaming and stuff. So I went, you know what? Let's let's get a coffee. But this is a drinking podcast, Carl. So put some rum in it. Gone for the some... Caribbean coffee again. You've gone... It's the perfect mix. You've gone for the Caribbean coffee. And for the people yeah. in the stream right now, um, we're going to record the podcast as per usual, but we're doing a Q&A at the end. And I believe I've tweeted out the link to your um, stream, Lucas. So if people want to ask Lucas questions or just ask questions that Luke is going to ask me, you can go do that. Or if Luke's stream happens to be better quality than mine, go fucking do that. And get out of the way, Lucas. <laughs> I mean, considering that I'm on my normal Wi-Fi at home, well, my normal, like, internet home, and you're, like, with your big wangers internet Mate, over there. I mean, the big wangers fucking office is brilliant. What we need and to do I, right now... chilling in my flat. But really the, the good thing about chilling in my flat, Carl, is that I have this little guy with me. You have. And so what we need to do now is we combine the audio and the visual, Lucas. This is a new entertainment medium being created by us live. <laughs> So what we need to do is we need to describe for the people listening the audio version at home on Brew on the app they're paying oh, yeah. money for. Um, that like what what room are you sat in? Because I'm going to describe the room I see you sat in, and you're going to describe the room you see me sat in. Does that work? I mean, yeah, sure. So the first thing I notice is the the large just black void that precedes all else in your room, which I believe is the microphone. Oh yeah, which you've this just guy. positioned directly in front of your face, so there just appears to be just this giant black mass. You see, this the is screen. the thing, because every single time I podcast with you, I've got like this little like mini coffee table, drinks table thing, which is like perfect height for my mouth. So I just whack a mic <laughs> right do you do down, your coffee table? down the barrel, what do down you do the barrel in front of me. All right, fair enough. Yeah, because my microphone's here. It shows up on stream occasionally, but you always see the very bottom of it. And I always think it just looks like as a guy with an afro. Just in the distance. <laughs> just see like not that. screen. But yeah, so I can see a the, the large black mass, which is the microphone that I bought you. You know, that big wang is money paying indeed. off. Um that is. in the background I can see is it Catherine Hepburn? 
poster you've got? Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn. That I presume your girlfriend yeah. bought? That is part of the furnishing of the flat. Oh, he just came, he came with the flat. Okay, then. And so all, all our posters are like big geeky ones. Like my girlfriend's got like a massive Game of Thrones one and a big Lord of the Rings one and stuff. But we walked in and went, you know what? That Audrey Hepburn is quite nice. Yeah, it looks it really, quite classy. We'll just keep really that It really classes the place up. When I know really off does. camera, there's my 400 Amiibos. There is every Amiibo <laughs> No, no, there. they're on camera. You just can't really see them because yeah. of the angle. But oh, like they are just here by Audrey Hepburn with but the the way that the camera's angled, you just see the black shelves, you don't see the fifty different little but like me, links and Mario's set up there. It looks like Audrey Hepburn, she's there, like, yeah. It's a pretty good collection of amiibos, man. <laughs> that's a pretty good I'm not mad at that. And then off to your side I can see a collection of several controllers. And you are on the thing that all flats in the UK have if you're in your like your mid to late 20s, and that is a black leather sofa they got from Ikea, yeah. which is the most uncomfortable thing in the world for the weather that we have at the moment. Oh, I don't, God, know, about, I don't know about you, mate, but um, I have had I've had a run-in with the sofa. Me, me, me and my sofa at home, but we, are not, <laughs> we are not on good terms, because I wore shorts oh, for the first time today, and I was not happy when I stood up to go shopping, because I stood up <laughs> and the backs of my legs just felt like just the uh, Joe, when you peel, like Joe ch- gr- cheese yep. slices, and you go, and then the bits of oh, cheese get stuck to that. the other side. It's like that with my legs. It's like, why? Why is this oh. thing? So I'm not happy. But Carl, you're forgetting to describe the most important thing in this room, um, and that is it's, the the comfiness. What is that? that? Is what is called a squish mallow. <laughs> a squish mallow. Okay. A squish mallow, and it's a little octopus. For anyone watching on the stream. And we have like three of these on the sofa because I discovered it when my friend from work brought one in. <laughs> for, I was like, for what purpose? Oh, what's that? And he was like, oh, I'm giving it to my girlfriend, like for her sister or something like that. I was like, oh, right, okay. And he was like, just feel it. Just <laughs> feel it, Lucas. And I went, what? He's just, just feel it. And I just put my hand and it's, if anyone watch it, it's just. I think I've seen that material. It just keeps going away. Then you, you what just, is it? Bought oh. you bought three immediately on the spot. So I bought one for my girlfriend's birthday because it was the week after I discovered this thing, this beautiful little cushion. And then I gave it to her. She was like, "What? What's this?" <laughs> and this little guy here, this is the one that she got for her birthday. And I was like, "Oh, it's." it's Comfort, just squeeze it, and she just went. <laughs> it's always, oh. always a good thing to say to your girlfriend on her birthday. <laughs> I've got you something. Just here it is. Just squeeze it. Trust me. Just you'll, squeeze it. You'll enjoy it. It's great. And um, so yeah, immediately, my girlfriend's reaction was, "I want more." <laughs> and the next day, I went and got can. two more. <laughs> if this was a fictional creature, I would hunt. If this was a creature, I would hunt it to extinction. So this is how the fur trade began. Just the demand for comfort <laughs> just outstripped the demand for furry, like adorable animals. But, but. just shout out to these things because these are the comfiest little cushion things you'll ever find. The thing is, I don't have cushions. I, again, me and cushions don't get along because I think every man has had this when he, he dates the girl who has more cushions on the bed. She has cushions on the bed that she takes <laughs> off the bed to sleep in. Yeah. Therefore, completely negating the purpose of the cushions. 
And every I mean, single morning you get up and you have to make the bed and put the cushions you put on the floor to sleep in the bed back on the bed. Yeah, but I, I mean, I don't... Well, I know about you because you've just gone for minimal amount of pillows in your flat. I've gone Pillows for... and cushions are just like... Nope. No, yeah. I have just plain and, um, sofa and I have, I have... I used to have two cushions or two pillows and that's one for me and a spare one for fucking me. But I had too many people stopping over. I'm like, fuck, I need to get spare pillows. So I got spare So pillows. you rolled up a bathrobe into a pillow cushion. Do you want to tell that story? Oh, that's, go, that's, Lucas. Because my ingenuity knows no bounds. Set the scene for us, Lucas. How drunk were we? I mean, we were very drunk. I, mean, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. But yeah. So we were very drunk at yours. And just after I'd called my girlfriend drunk at two o'clock in the morning, I was, and went, how does this airbed work? And oh, just woke f- her up and just got help me. We couldn't figure out um, Then I lay down on the airbed and went, oh, Carl, have you got any spare pillows? And he's like, no, nah, mate. <laughs> Sorry. And I so was just drunk. like being a it fucking Carl's legend. Flat. And Carl just goes, I've got you. So go on, Carl, what did you do? Uh, I just, said, you know what, mate? I'm a fucking legend. So I went and got one of my empty pillowcases. That was clean. And I got my big bath towel. That was also clean. And I rolled it up really small. And I wrapped it inside of... Um, no, I, I got that with a bunch of T-shirts that were clean and then wrapped them in my dressing gown, which was clean, and it's big and fluffy, so it was roughly the shape of some sort of sausage thing, and then put that inside of the pillowcase and handed it over to you. And you looked at me like a kid on Christmas and I'd walked in and pissed on his toys. She just looked at me so dejected. It's like, what is this? Like, that is Lucas, me trying my best for a guest. <laughs> And I was so embarrassed. And next time we came over, Carl had like, got more pillows. Yeah, I bought a full new set, spare set of bedding to stop people from complaining. But I was not happy. But if you'd like to now return the favour, looks and describe for the lovely people listening to the audio version of this, like what you can see in this blank, featureless cube that I record in. So I, I can see. I'll move. I'll move so you can see, like you know, the the some most of the, stuff. the most typical white box of a YouTuber that is possible. <laughs> So we've got um, over on the the very left, to me at least, the very yeah. left of the screen, is Carl's camera. Would it help? Where... I can pick up the camera. We can just move it around. You can do like a full. Yeah, I mean, sort of if out. you wanted to literally do a little tour, so yeah, there we go. So we've describe got, it, Lucas. Use your words. We've got the fact fiend filming area over here. Which so you've got two separate parts of the office. You've got the bit with the green screen. On one side of the room, and you've got like two big studio lights and like a nice camera set up on a tripod, and then you've got Carl's little uh, organized cupboard, just filled with uh, all oh, yeah. his trinkets. Do and tell me what's in that cupboard? Specifically, all of Carl's Fact Fiend t-shirts. Yeah, they're all, they're all in the uh, the second one down is where all my Fact Fiend t-shirts are. And I just because the last time, time we, we were streaming, or I was streaming with you, um, you just went, oh, oh no, it was recording for my channel. That's what it was. Oh, we've played Mario Party in this t-shirt, so I'm going to change into a different fat bean <laughs> t-shirt with my face on it. And that's how he does it. Then, then around the corner from that, bring it back around. Uh, oh yeah, there we've got the, uh, green, the edge of the green screen. I'm going to knock over on soundproof in. So there's the edge of the green screen <laughs> there, which there's not much to tell. It's the green screen. It's the, the thing is, no, it's the I same mean, one. See, like people it's say the it's, most it, blank setup of a setup. And uh, behind me. I believe we can see my girlfriend sneaking in, not realising I'm streaming this. Oh, let's go. Let's do it. Wave. Wave to your girlfriend. Tell her she's live on Twitch. Ask her if she wants to make money. 
<laughs> she just liked it straight into the bedroom. No, she's just locking the door, but she doesn't know that we're... Yeah, she's looking very confused as she walks past. She's, she's going to come into the kitchen and we're all going to say it. It's great. But she's just like, walked in like... What, what the fuck Didn't say a word because she's a pro. What you need to do is you need to turn around in. and just say, making money. I'm earning money. And you know what I'm doing? I'm paying rent. That's what I'm doing. Yep. Paying rent. Um, but, uh, yeah, but anyway. That is the same green screen. People think we've replaced it or they think we've got a new one. And the story Did you not get a new one? Or we, here's the story behind it because um, we've explained it before on the podcast, but briefly, uh, when the channel first started, that's Brad's green screen and now it's my fucking green screen. I own that shit. And when we yep. first started the uh, the channel, we originally were going to use the green screen as a normal green screen. And it mm-hmm. looked terrible. Like we zoomed in on the face. We did the thing like basically with Simon Whistler light. But I had hair, so I thought it'd be better. But it turns out being less aerodynamic means you're just not as good. So what I figured out is like that sucked ass because my background is improvisational comedy and reading from a script doesn't suit me. And while I was watching oh, right, the okay. footage of the footage Brad was editing, it's just me stood in front of a plain green screen. I went, you know what? That's pretty funny. Can you just put the images on that? <laughs> and he went, well, yeah. And I went, how much effort will that take? Went, well, not much. I went, do that. Do that instead. And what we did is yeah. I said, I'll explain what I want from a video. And we went downstairs and recorded the District 9 one, which is the very first video on the channel. Oh, um, right. Okay. It was the first one we re- uh, that went up. There's a, a brief recording of me telling the I Love BJ story, which was a uh, video we recorded okay. that day, but we thought it was so funny. We thought it made a good channel trailer. Because it's like, oh, this is a sto- this is a, a clip from a video about Harry Potter, but that's besides the point. But I saw that, I'm like, that's really funny. And yeah. the joke is that we have the green screen, but we don't use it. And if you go watch that original District 9 video, the first thing you see is me stood in front of just red. Like it's traditionally like, hi, I'm Carl oh, okay. Smallwood for Fact Fiend, and I'm here to talk. And then Brad cuts in, as he does in every video after that, yeah, saying, yeah. wait, 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 um, this is kind of boring. Can you just explain to me? And with them, it's framed as a conversation. And in oh, my right, head, yeah. the entire channel is just one continuous conversation from that day. But halfway through, about like a year in, Brad started getting a bit big for his britches and started trying to make decisions for himself. I'm like, no, I don't know. <laughs> and what he did is he went out and he bought um, the green screen paper that every fucking YouTuber uses, put it up on yes, his wall. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a lighter shade of green, so it technically is better, and every video we've filmed in front of it looks better. And there you know is what? To, Let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, there is, to my knowledge, one video where we used it properly... And what we did is we photoshopped the we photoshopped the original green screen back in, but I didn't like it. Oh, okay. I, I thought it was too artificial. And yeah, I yeah. said I would rather have a distinct visual style than a good looking video. Look professional because everyone can watch. You can watch one of our videos and know it's our video on site because no one else does that. Yeah. So yeah, I sure. just put my foot down and said, "No, we're using the original green screen." And we put the original <laughs> green screen in front of the green screen shitty port. <laughs> and what we did is for the factory focuses, which is a new thing we've done, we recorded mm-hmm. that in front of that green screen paper to differentiate them. Because Brad said we need oh, to differentiate right, okay. them because they're different. And I went, okay. But now we're in the office, I can't be asked. Yeah, so what yeah. I do is that we do that, and now Nisha just edits the corners out. And every single okay, time... Okay, so in the I'd, uh, to clarify for anyone watching who finds this confusing... I don't actually watch it. 
Because, like, it's a bit weird when I'm going, oh, I'm watching Carl have a conversation. And I've probably already had this conversation <laughs> with Carl in real life. When he was drunk. <laughs> well, I was trying yeah, to explain exactly. that. Yeah, I'm trying to explain that. The, with the exception of a couple of videos when we were dicking around with the format and a few of the focuses, that original green screen from the very first video has been in every video since and will be in every video the channel makes up to the point where I'm either fired dragged out of this building kicking and screaming by my ankles or the green screen is damaged even then even then i probably just get it fixed i just sew it up or put a sticker on it (laughs) at this point it yeah at this point it's part of like fact fiend as like kind of a brand i've told brad that i'd rather replace him than the green screen the green screen is more (laughs) important to the channel than me or him because the green screen's the star yeah not you not brad the oh, green shit. No, 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 I can be replaced. Well, the green screen cat. On Fat Fiend Focus, though, do you not have the little, um, little corners? No, we cut them out. And oh, that's right, just, okay. It's just Nisha's stylistic choice. I told her, make the video the way you want, because you're the editor. Yeah, so yeah. Do what you think looks good. And every single time we upload one of those videos, the comment section will be filled with people going, where are the corners? Where are the corners? Oh, yeah, Bring back the course. corners. So what I did is I went into the settings and the word corners is now blocked from being posted. <laughs> and and what I do is when I know a focus is going up, I'll just sit there for about half an hour and just block all the people posting about the comment, uh, the corners and just say, now you can't leave comments on videos ever again. So we never have to, you you know what? You miss, you fucked me off that much. No. <laughs> if I don't mind, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, yeah. And people get so pissed off about that. So where are the corners? Like it's the stylistic choice the editor made to differentiate but between the, the two forms of content. It's kind of the weird thing as well, though, because um, I really I find it uncomfortable when you turned around and went, "Do what you want with the podcast, mate." And as <laughs> someone who like not really edited before, I was like, uh, "What? Yeah, do what you want." And I was like, "Yeah, you can confirm okay. I am." An incredibly hands-off, I won't say boss, but person who's well, trying to Well, I mean, technically on. you are. Boss is probably, like, the then correct it's, term. but Because you still employ me to edit and star in these podcasts. Yeah, I, um, I'm incredibly hands-off, and it got to the point where I don't care, Lucas. As long as it goes up on time and it's edited, do whatever yeah. the fuck you want. And I do the same and, thing with Nisha. But, Nisha gets told the same thing. Yeah, exactly, and I could, like... I can confirm that even though you, some people probably don't believe you, and he's like, oh, he's, he's telling us that these people get creative freedom. No, like, he genuinely just goes, cool, make sure it's up. Yeah. And right. I was like, uh, okay, but Carl, uh, what about this? I don't care, mate, just make sure it's done. Like, do what you want. And I was like, okay. And then after, like, a, a, a podcast or two, you just kind of get used to it. But yeah, for someone like- starting out and just going, okay, this is this is like cool i guess but i'm also a bit concerned because it's not my content it's similar to when i hire artists and to make them do work i don't make them but ask them to do work or pay them for work they've done and they ask oh what would improvements would you suggest like i don't fucking know because i'm not an artist i'm paying you for your expertise you're the person who does this really fucking well i trust you because your art is good and you like my content so it's one of those things yeah, I mean, to clarify, when I say I haven't edited before, it was more I hadn't edited in a while, and I specifically hadn't edited a podcast. But I've now done like, editing in the past and stuff. But yeah, Carl is the type of person to give those opportunities out. 
to, to the struggling man. Yeah. Carl goes, you know what? You can do the busy work. I'll just be in things. You know what? Because that's what a leader does. They delegate. The essence exactly. of a leader is delegation. That's what I'm doing. But yeah, it's, it's one of those of like, and then Carl has his own channel and goes, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to edit things. And then just... You can see oh, the difference. Yeah, the thing is, I can edit the, as well. People don't believe that I do, but I edit to make it look shit. For, it, for anyone that has watched Carl's streams, you know the, uh, the little frog that says streaming soon. I made that myself. I know. So let's and describe it to everyone. I can't flip Carl back to it because there's no audio on that screen, but... I made, uh, I was told, oh, if, you, if you're going to stream, you need to do a start streaming soon button. So you can go live, but then obviously you don't have to go live so you can sort all your stuff out. But then people can go in oh, the chat right, and yeah. congregate and talk. So I went into Paint, and I just wrote on Paint with my, with my bloody little mouse, my little Logitech £5 mouse, and just went, stream starting soon. And then I went, oh, that's, I need to like, class it up a bit. So I typed in on Google Images, clip art frog. And found a clip art frog and put a frog on it. <laughs> and that's what I do. And there's no music, there's nothing. It's complete silence as this clip art frog just stares into the void. It's great. I love it. Oh, yeah. It's... No, like, I I love little things like that. Like, started making custom thumbnails for my channel, and I was just like, you know what? I don't want this to look professional. I want to put a giant Monty Mole with stars for eyes as part of the thumbnail. That's, that's how all you I do want. It, man. Like professionally unprofessional, people make fun of me for that. But yeah. as soon as they realise, oh man, because everybody and their mother does the like the thing on YouTube, put your thumbnail face in and then make it look yeah, yeah. professional. And then everyone uses the green screen, everyone just gets back pays some voice actor ten dollars to just like read out yeah, a script yeah. into a thing over static images you got off um like uh, free stock images or some shit like that. And it's boring and it all blends into one. But when you it comes mm-hmm. up and there is a green screen and some chucklefoot <laughs> just stood there. Like, what is this? This is different. This is weird. They're not taking themselves seriously. I like this. Yeah. And yeah. the thing is, like, if you've ever, like, I personally know if you've ever met Carl, that that is what you like in real life. People don't believe. Me. People think I put it on. Oh, yeah. So yeah, many people course, think yeah. what I, like, the personality I affect in videos, it's only a slightly exaggerated version of what I'm like in real life. Because I have to oh, talk of course, yeah, and everyone clear. like. I think everyone needs to be a slightly more exaggerated version of themselves because if you're just being yourself at all times on camera, it can come across as quite boring. Not if you're but an as long as you're person. like, yeah. And then I'm happy like, as well. Go on. I was going to say because um, I, I'm, it's never been confirmed, but I secretly suspect because. Um, I don't write for Today I Found Out anymore, but I've written so many articles for them that they still have mm-hmm. 200 pieces of work they can use of mine to make videos from. And Simon uh, Whistler right, okay. randomly started, and their editor started leaving in bits of Simon Whistler losing his shit between takes. <laughs> and they've never told me this, but I secretly suspect they started doing that after my content. Because they right. realise that the scene breaks and the bits of like we get to break the facade and see the person lose it makes you mm. more attached to the person inside it. And yeah, I'm going to ask them about that because I'm doing a video for them soon. So I want to ask them, mm. I'll do it for free, but you have to tell me, did you copy me? Because <laughs> I want props for that. And will it ever admit to copying you, Carl? They would do, yeah. I've, I've made them so much money. 
But, but will they will they sit down and go? Oh yeah, as soon as Carl stopped writing for us, we just tried to imitate him. It's not imitate. I'd say it's like imitation is a serious form of flattery, after all. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was quite um, interesting that af- they won't like they've got one point six million subs or something. Like they don't need to ape anything. Like obviously this format they had worked, but the idea that because I started writing more colloquially, because when oh, I realised right, yeah. got these articles were read out by Simon. I'll write them mm-hmm. in a way that sounds better when it's read aloud, and I'll write them for the cadence of his voice, and I'll write jokes mm-hmm. and words that sound in, like nice in his voice, so I started filling with big words. And no, one of the okay. things I did is I put in words that I didn't know how to pronounce, because I know Simon looks them <laughs> up on the internet. And yep. I just tweeted out, oh yeah, confession, I put in words sometimes in the scripts of Today I Found Out videos that I don't know how to pronounce, to hear how Simon Whistler <laughs> pronounces them. And he tweeted me back saying, sometimes I mispronounce words wrong, just to piss Carl off. It's like, damn it! <laughs> it's like, yes, that's it, though, the bants. You need more yeah. bants on YouTube that's not, like, being bad. Just be, like, friendly, like, ribbing between people. Yeah, exactly. It's not oh, just man. like, oh, I want you to die. <laughs> but, oh, man, professionally unprofessional, mate, it's the best way to be. Everyone makes oh, fun yeah, of totally. it until they realise that it works. I guarantee you, in five years' time, you'll see more people ripping us off. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. I don't doubt that. I'm surprised that I haven't actually seen more of it yet. Because the moment that because it it takes a specific kind of personality, and you need to be good at improv. Hmm. Well, lots of thing is a improv, lot of a lot of people won't realize like how much you are actually into improv. Like back when we were in uni and stuff. Oh yeah, I used to do it in uni. I've been to the fringe. Yeah, yeah. I perform in like improv shows at the fringe. It's great. But it's the, it's the thing no, as well like, of. Um, you can't rely on the same jokes over and over again. Like we do, and there's a lot yes. of little things we do with the channel that I guess no one would notice unless I point them mm-hmm. out. And one is that we start every video the exact same way, roughly. And that is that Brad will, I will say something, or Brad will say something, and I will answer him or you will answer me. And that is to establish oh, right, okay. immediately. There is a conver- this is a video, it's a conversation between two people. Yeah, of course, yeah. So the format is established in the first five seconds of every video. Which doesn't seem like a lot, but that means any random person click on any random video and know mm-hmm. exactly what the format is. It doesn't, and pres- as well, I think it starting off your video with a sense of familiarity. Yeah, like if you open in the exact same way every time, like people can immediately click on it, and within three seconds, five seconds, be like, that's fat queen. Yeah, and they also know as well straight away that oh, this is a co- it's it's different to a normal thing. It's a conversation. They break the fourth wall. Yeah, yeah. Which because is, obviously, uh, the majority of things that you see are somebody just talking to a camera, and it's just yeah. one way. And we could, I we could realistically have just the Brad thing, like Brad could come in halfway through the video if he wanted to, but that'd be jarring. Yeah. And I was keenly aware of that, so I sat down and I figured all these little things. And these are like the unspoken rules, and one of mm-hmm. them is that we have roughly about the first minute of a video is always the main bulk, the thrust of the article to discuss, and then we'll always go on a tangent. Not always, but generally go on a tangent. And from yeah, that tangent, yeah. then Brad will bring me back to the main body, and I say it's similar to a song structure, where the tangents are the chorus, and the article itself, all the, or the idea is the verse. Because the tangents keep coming so, back in, but once you've heard, they're not necessarily the actual song. Yeah, so it's a... The, I get what you mean, but... But yeah, what I mean like, is that, yeah. The main point is the chorus, which keeps recurring. I don't know, I'd figure it out. Either way, <laughs> it's like a song, because I'm super smart. 
when it comes to this context. Carl's here. just like, it's like a song. I haven't quite figured out this metaphor. But well, it is I don't, yeah. There's a metaphor in there somewhere. He's going to figure it out for yourself. <laughs> you know I what? can't let, wait. Let, let the people do the legwork. I should be doing Just tell them it's a metaphor. It's going to be okay. I should be doing... Oh, but yeah, is... I find it really interesting listening to you when you talk about um, kind of the behind-the-scenes things. And it is like, uh, oh, um, you know, this happened to a video and now it can't be done. And I'm like, what? Just refilm it. And you're like, well, we can't. Yeah, there's a lot so of it's stuff. It's an improvised like, conversation between two people. Yeah, we have um, three or four videos that, for whatever reason, can never get loaded. I think there's a Christopher Lee one that the audio fucked up. And oh, okay. We could realistically go back and re-record it, but I don't like... I still, even though we recorded that a year and a half ago, have that mm-hmm. article and the jokes I made in my head. And I yes. know that I would repeat those jokes, but they wouldn't have the same impact or land the same way because you can't tell an, a joke off the cuff again. And I'm just... I know um, that if I yeah. watched it back, I'd be pissed off because I know I'm. It's a fake reaction. So yeah, you get exactly, accused yeah, of that. Yeah. Oh, all these your laugh is fake, or the jokes are written beforehand. Like some of them are, but the ones where I actually like belly laugh or lose my shit, that's not um, planned in advance. And I've said I don't want to manufacture that moment. And we do. Oh yeah, have, obviously not. Like, I think I like, end a video sometimes when we or end a recording days. So we'll just sit there and go. Oh, that video was a bit dry. We didn't really go on any time. So what we'll do is we'll turn the camera back on and I'll put the t-shirt on I was wearing that video back on. I'll pick up the same mug again. So you can mm. look for, look for like sometimes look for the inconsistency in the video. We try and go around that. And we'll All right, say, so okay. you actually will go back and record some tangents to put in? Sometimes, yes. If we think yeah, the if, video if might be... Yeah, if you feel like it wasn't enough of kind of like the, the style of your video normally yeah. is. We'll say, okay, there was, no, there was no tangent of this bit. There was no jokes. Or maybe we should put a Photoshop in. So we'll sit back and we'll go, okay, let's talk more about this thing. Or there's an idea, it was a thread that we didn't really follow that well. Or there's something oh, that right, we yeah, can yeah. milk more out of this specific idea. Like um, in a lot of videos, I think that's how the animals taking over the world thing started. Mm. It's a series that we do now where we randomly just said it. And I went, that's a really interesting idea. We should expand on that. And we spoke about it oh, for five right, okay. minutes and we, we couldn't think to put it in the middle of the video or the end. Mm-hmm. We put it at the end. And we thought, well, this video's quite dry, but that bit at the end, though, that's fucking brilliant, so I'll leave that in. Yeah, yeah. No, I really find that interesting because, obviously, like, you have, as we just said a few times, you have a very different style to a lot of videos. Most YouTube videos can be just cut and edited as they see fit, and it's really easy for most people to be like, oh, well, we can turn the mics back on and add this and this into a video because it's so cut already. Whereas it's quite it's quite interesting to hear that like I didn't realise that you've ever like gone back and added anything to a video. Well, that's the problem. As I say, I don't really watch them, but you can't plan on improvising something, or you can't plan on a joke landing. Because if like with some, mm. the idea is that's why it's so good. I we can stand there and go, okay, we have the rough framework of an idea. We have this article in front of us. We now have to make ten minutes of content from it, and that'd yeah. be a daunting task to some people. I love it. I think I used <laughs> it's to do like it your challenge. Yeah, I love I love that shit because it means I'm going on. I mean, it's basically like going into a stand-up show with only two mm. minutes of material and you got to fill a five-minute slot. And I yeah, used, yeah, I used yeah. to live for that, going on the stage and just telling <laughs> a couple of jokes and then just working the crowd, just sit, like Wait, playing Carl. off the crowd. So I improve. I love that shit. It's great. So did you do stand-up? I did. Yes, not for long because I remember you like on you've off the cuff 
from time to time mentioned like, oh, um, you know, when I was attempting to do stand-up, have you actually done many shows? Like, uh, I used to compare for the university one, and I did a few shows with like Antics, which is the improv group. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. I think I tried to do like warm-up stuff for them, but it didn't really fit. And it just, I just never oh, okay. into it because I realised I earned more money writing, sat on my ass, and I would travel in. <laughs> so I, I bumped know. into a mate of mine who started okay. around the same time as I did and got speaking to him. And he said, we worked out we earned about the same amount. But he mm. earned three times what I did, but then he spent it all on train tickets and fuel and oh, hotel right, stays okay. and stuff like that. So he was like paying 100 quid in train fares to go get 150 quid payday for a gig. Oh, right, after okay. He made basically earned like 30 quid for the gig after all things are considered for a 10 minute set. And so I could just sit And I, I understand that, that especially something um, along the lines of stand-up is about absolutely just busting your ass until you hit some... Like... Same with, you know, small bands and stuff. It is just about getting out there and doing as much as possible and getting your face seen. It's the gig economy, yeah. But, you, can, you make yeah, money through volume, not via big paydays. But yeah, and at the, the start, a lot of the time, they don't even make money. Not a lot of do, but some people, there are plenty of comedians, I know gig comedians, who they just mm. make their bread and butter just travelling up and down the country during gig season. And then go. Yeah, I think like that a, there's a that middle line of kind of, oh, I'm not like a, you know, Chris Rock that has made a crap ton of money, but you're not down at the bottom of the barrel making no money, but you're just a comfy middle ground of just like keeping busy and making sure that as long as you're consistently doing it, you, you have a healthy living. Yeah. And um, like I said, I know people who do it for a living, they love it because it's similar to mm. uh, my friends in a band. He says he knows people who have, like, they've got kids. They've got, for the most part, like, normal lives. But just six yeah, months yeah. out of the year, they'll go on tour. And that's how they make their money. Because that six months of touring will basically pay the same as just working an office job. And for the rest of the oh, six right, months, okay. they just, like, you know, spend the whole time with the family writing more songs. And fair enough, really. I mean, you're not... And as well, um, I guess there's not many people like that say, I'd rather do something I enjoy than a job I hate. Yeah, I've, yeah. Just, I've always just loved that idea of the gig comedian, but I realised I make more money writing. So, <laughs> and basically, what I'd say a fact thing to do is stand up. We thought about mm. what we'd ever do for like, what would we, if we ever did fact theme live or a convention appearance? What would how would we work? How would it look? And I figured, well, yeah. what I guess what I'd have to do is do what we do in a video, and that is read the article and go on stage mm. with five minutes of prep time and a beer, and fill yeah. for fi- and fill fifteen minutes. <laughs> And you know what? I'd be happy with that, but obviously that's hard to sell. And it's a thing. It's hard to sell, but it's intriguing to think of the idea, like not just making YouTube videos, but the fact that you could, I guess, go and do that on stage somewhere. You could do it live, yes. Yeah, yeah, we're, you could. We're also in a like, comfortable position with like all Article Thirteen and stuff, where <laughs> we can just upload them without any clips or pictures in the background. It wouldn't be great, mm. but uh, no. we have raw cuts of videos that seem to do fine. Yeah, yeah, and we can flesh them out enough, so there's enough stuff there. But I just thought it's really yeah. uh, amusing to me that my stupid, completely bullshit format that everyone made fun of is completely um, copyright strike proof, and is actually completely and wholly sustainable as long as I continue mm. to enjoy it. Whereas like people yeah, making yeah, YouTube gaming videos, they can get fucked over at any time. All they need is like one company to get trigger happy. Or play a game yep. that has copyrighted music in it, that's gone. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Totally. I can talk and, like, about that thing is right now. Time. We've done like let's play videos um, for my channel, um, and it's one of those of I know I'm putting Nintendo stuff up there, and I go, <laughs> okay, this is literally, I have to just go. I mean, I can't monetize yet anyway, but this is even if I did get enough subscribers to monetize, I can't. This is just out there for people to watch to give myself a bit of a following. Now you explain this to me. What is it Nintendo does? There's like a sh- is it a Nintendo sharing system? So there's a, a Nintendo like content creators program, and they say, "Oh look, we are not comfortable with you just uploading our videos and getting 100 percent of the money off it." And you know, it is their content. If they if they see fit, they could technically just take down your video. If I make but, a dick in Mario Maker, that's transformative. That so that's my content. <laughs> Um, so the way they do it with Nintendo is you can flag any of your videos as like having Nintendo gameplay and content and stuff, but they get 30% of the monetization. That's bullshit. Like, can you imagine if artists... 30% is that? a lot. Can you imagine if like musicians said, you're fine to do a cover, but give us 30% of the money it makes. You're like, no, fuck you. Mm-hmm. That's, that covers are like covered under... Um, uh, Parody and copyright law and all that shit. It falls under transformative because obviously you're building upon the original thing. And I, there's an yeah, argument yeah, yeah. to be made that a playthrough of a game with commentary on top is sufficiently transformative. Like even um, long plays, I'd say, are because. That's the thing is, when it's with somebody else, you know, on screen or reacting or even just audio, I agree. Um, when it's the long plays of just. Oh, I'm going to be silent and just upload all of this game to YouTube. Yeah, if so, if it's just like all the cutscenes for God of War uploaded, I can see why yeah. I have a case there. But even gameplay, I would argue, because it's the tactile input that makes every single playthrough distinctly different. Oh, even yeah, yeah. if it's not visually, which means that that I would say you could argue that it's transformative. I don't think nobody wants to test that water because all you need no, exactly. is for one case to lose in court. And that's the precedent that every single game manufacturer can use or developer but to slam. most publishers, most publishers are clever and see it as free promotion. Except for, yeah, cool. Except for Nintendo's. I know, fuck you, give us 30%, man. We are, you are literally using our content to promote, like, our company, but give us money anyway. It's, it's more. You are busting your ass to make videos that promote us but give us more money i'd say it just transplant that idea though to any other medium oh yeah, yeah. and something like say um like joe if you remix when people remix um like speeches and films like cassette boy when he makes like the remixes of yeah. films like oh here's um like all, all the arnold schwarzenegger singing never going to give you up all oh, right and yeah. then what the, all the people who owned each individual clip they use said i want 30 percent because you've used our work so i haven't i've I've used it, but I've created something that is wholly different and distinct mm-hmm. enough in its own right, where it doesn't... Yes. People searching for your film aren't going to watch this and rob you of the money they would have spent watching your film. But no, and that is why fair use is meant to exist. <laughs> but not for Nintendo. But, I mean, they fair make uses, such good games. here's a few stuff. seconds. I understand that if me and you turn around, as we, I've suggested and gone oh, maybe we could play Breath of the Wild as a Let's Play because that game's phenomenal and there's a lot of bullshit that can happen in it. But, you know, in Nintendo's eyes, that is me potentially making money out of 100 hours of their game. 
It's amazing to me though as well because like, Nintendo is so fucking rich. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if people know this one. Uh, we've not made a video about it. There is an article about it on the website somewhere. And it's the Nintendo War Chest. I'm assuming you're familiar with it. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. So for people who don't, um, there is this thing that's colloquially known in the video game industry as the Nintendo War Chest, which is uh, basically they sold a fuck ton of Wii's. The mm-hmm. Wii sold so many copies, and Wii Sports like the Wii is so successful. They are still making games like they. Is it Just Dance? They still release oh, yeah, Just yeah. Dance so games Just for Dance it. Just Dance 2019, is yeah. it? 2019, uh, so like 17 years after the console came out or some shit? Uh, 13 years. So basically, and they're still, so they still release yeah. games for it. Like They made so much money off the Wii. And there's analysts for the video game like industry that have said, Nintendo made so much money from the Wii and all the sales of the Wii and all the shit they like, you know, bundled with it and all the accessories... Mm. That they could conceivably lose fifty million dollars a year every year for five decades straight and still have money left yeah. over. And then they—that's the thing—is they can literally operate at a loss consistently as much as they need to for fifty years straight and still be a profitable company that's worth something. And it gets even better because then they've also said, "But Nintendo don't just have all this money; they also have some of the most singular valuable." pieces of intellectual property in existence. Yeah. They have Mario. Because Nintendo are so protected, they own everything. They own Mario, Because at the Donkey end of the Kong. day, if they were literally going bankrupt, they could go, oh, well, Mario we have this license Metroid Mario franchise. Out. Yeah. Let's just just sell Metroid to somebody. Well, I mean, imagine if they sold Mario, how much money people would pay for Mario. Oh, God. It's crazy. And I would argue that, yeah. that they probably someone would probably pay more for Mario than Disney did for potentially the entire Fox franchise. Maybe, yeah. Well, actually, no, Maybe. That, that would be interesting to see how many things Mario outvalues. There's probably a lot. There's probably yeah. a lot like, fr- film franchise that aren't worth as much as that one character. But it's just amazing to think this company, who analysts have said literally could run at a loss for half a century... They're like, no, but we want 30% of the money your 1,000 view per video playthrough of Breath <laughs> of the Wild gets. Because fuck yep. you. A game that sold exactly. like 8 million copies. It's great. That's the thing is, I I see in like a world where somebody is going, oh, I'm, I'm struggling for money and you're using my content to gain a following of your own. Nintendo is not in that situation. They're a massive multinational billion dollar company that has existed for longer than people have been alive. It's great. And also, the amount of times that you see people, okay, maybe not Zelda for example, but a smaller game being let's played by somebody famous and then it just, they sell so many more copies because of that one person. Oh, yeah. It's a two way street, isn't it? But it's, it's just so. There's no. It's no other company does that, do they? Does any other company do the thing like we just want thirty percent flat rate? All your income now belongs to us. Um, don't not that I'm aware of. I, I, I'm. Chat, all I'm aware know. of is we Nintendo, do... but I do know that everybody else takes the piss out of the fact that Nintendo do this. Oh, it's great. They should just if they called it like the fuck you tax, I'd respect it. <laughs> if they just said like this is the new Nintendo fuck you. The fuck you, we can tax. And it's like, yep. you know you're going to play Smash. You know you're going to play it because we release games that are that good. And they're just going oh, yeah, to the yeah. fuck you tax and just said, well, I'd, I'd pay it. But yeah, that's one of the reasons I probably never... Actually, I've uploaded fucking Smash Bros. content to my channel. 
Cowboys have got to argue oh, in Nintendo about, yeah, we deserve the money for this, but you didn't do the dunks. <laughs> did you I did it? the dunks. Why do you deserve money for my dunks? It's that about <laughs> Nintendo. Fuck you. You know what? Just send them a message back, like, fight me on Smash 4. Yeah, you know what? If you can beat me, if someone from your office can beat me <laughs> at Smash, you can have 30% of me income. As he comes up, Sakurai's out of the game. Oh, so, no. oh, no. He comes in, Ice Climber straight away. Oh, no, Wobble Combo's oh, done. No, I was going to say, Sakurai comes in twice because he plays game. He plays the game with one hand while yeah, he's I've testing it. Yeah, I've seen We've done a video on it. Yeah. Just the double so, one. Sam, Sakurai is like, bring it on then. Two Sakurais has entered the ring against you. Oh, it's like, you know what? He, just pick, he picks two Falcons. They're just doing, oh, they're doing knee combos forever. But, oh, man, <laughs> but we need to get away from like, you know, Nintendo. Because if, if we mention their name too much, um, they might pop it in this stream and take 30% of my money. And you know what? On that note, I'm going to do the here's one I prepared earlier. <laughs> no, what you need to do is yell at your girlfriend uh... to get her to bring one in. And then some port arrives from off screen. You got port? Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> Why are you drinking port? Why not, Carl? People saying there's buffering, but no, nah, I don't get it. No, nope, what's good to make? Oh, okay. But it's, uh, yeah, so what have you been doing with your time this week, Monsieur Lucas? Bear in mind, I saw you like yesterday. <laughs> so I saw you, what? We'll film it, we're recording slash streaming on, on Monday. Monday, Monday the 1st of July. The previous Friday and Saturday. Yes, briefly. So, yeah, I was in Sheffield for a friend's wedding. And uh, the second wedding in, like, a month for me. Well, the thing is, like, because oh, you it's... went to that wedding, but I didn't, because it's my ex-girlfriend's wedding. <laughs> and oh, God. And all of my friends who live in Sheffield all went to this wedding. Obviously, I wasn't invited for obvious reasons, but what really cracked me up is I just woke up the next day. I was hung over as balls, and I was just sat in my bed just playing Nintendo Switch with a beer, my hair of the dog next to me. Oh, yeah. And I thought to myself, like, my ex-girlfriend gets married today. I'm living... I, you, well, know you know what? what? I, I'd still rather be doing what I'm doing right now and just went back to my Switch playing some dead cells. Like, yeah, boy. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I, um, but then, you know, we left the wedding and we got back to our friend's house and you were just there. Yeah, yeah, I was there. I was waiting. Because we were like, oh, um, after the wedding, we'll get back. It probably will be before midnight. So you were just like, oh, we should like meet up and hang out or go out or something like that. But when we were going back to my friend's house, we were like, oh, yeah, we need to like message Carl and tell him we're heading back and like meet up with him. And then you were just there. Yeah, I was in the house. I was waiting for you. You were just ready. Everyone just just rocked up. Super drunk as well. Because we've been drinking all day and so are you. It's great. Oh yeah, the the great British tradition of just drinking when it's sunny and not realizing that's a really bad fucking idea. You know what? I did actually like halfway through the wedding fall asleep because I did the oh um, I'm at a wedding and it's sunny, so let's have some drinks. But then I got like a free beer, some free champagne, and free wine and free port, and mixed them all in the space of like two hours because we were just. <laughs> Drinking and toasting and doing the usual wedding stuff. Oh, God. And man, and then it was just a sunny day, and I went from, I am fine, to, uh, oh, what's going on? Oh, I am going asleep. to die. Ash Blank passed out in the middle of a field, but it was the best nap I think I've had in a long time. <laughs> just in the middle of a fucking field, man. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. It's like you do it. 
Because I uh, mean, I'm oh, sorry. Go on, go on. Go I was going to say, she got back that night, and we just couldn't be asked. It's one of those beautiful moments yeah. where I think no words were spoken, but we were all planning on going to a nightclub. And at the moment I saw your girlfriend just go to the sofa bed, put her head down, and then turn to face the wall, when <laughs> everyone's going to sleep. No one's. Yeah. This is not happening. I mean, you say that, Carl. We stayed up until like six o'clock in the morning. Oh man, yeah. We, had, we, we literally the stayed argument up. Of arguments. We stayed up having an argument, oh, a debate. We'll say. No, I'm going to call it um, an argument. I felt very attacked from your perspective, maybe because it was three <laughs> of us debating against you. No, it was three people yelling at me for being idealistic. It's like, Carl, you're an idiot. Should always no, try and make I mean, money. to be fair, I probably did say the word "you're an idiot" at one point, but we're yeah, all drunk and a bit, a bit tired. I am. This is now, and that, that's when Carl went. And here's Carl's corner, starring somebody other than Lucas. Oh God! But yeah, we we did stay up until the sun actually came up, and then it was like maybe it's time to, to yeah. fall asleep. Guys. The worst bit is that I wanted to get McDonald's, but by the time I got back, they were serving breakfast. <laughs> I'm not eating a fucking McDonald's breakfast. I was robbed of nuggets. You stole <laughs> nuggets from me. I was so pissed off. And I then woke Carl up, I woke up the next day, Sam's Nuggets. <laughs> Sam's Nuggets. I was well-annoyed. Oh, that that reminds me of one thing that I've never let my girlfriend like down with. I've just always kept this over her head. So, we, you know... When we're, when we're drunk, we normally all end up getting takeaway, right? That's the rule, yes. I mean, that is normally what happens. We get drunk, and depending on who it is, it'll either be a dirty takeaway, or it'll be something like McDonald's. You've got to do it. The legendary, and... the legendary like, 20 nuggets. <laughs> so, on when we were still quite early into the relationship, um, me and Jenna were on a night out, and I basically went, I want fried chicken. And she was like, but I no, I was like, no, I'm having fried chicken. <laughs> I want fried chicken. It's four o'clock in the morning and I'm very drunk and my mind has decided I'm getting fried chicken. And then by the time we walked home, I hadn't eaten any of it yet. I was like, okay. And then sat up in bed. Instead of eating it, I just fell asleep. Oh, <laughs> four all, in mate, the morning. Mate, mate, we've all been there. We've all I done mean, it. we have. We've all done it. And then the next day, I woke up, I turned to my girlfriend and went, so what, where did you put the takeaway? What do you mean? What, what did you do with my takeaway last night? Like, just put it <laughs> in the fridge or something? Oh, no, I ate it. I was like, what? Sorry, what? Oh, I ate your takeaway. Uh, Why? <laughs> So, so oh, this, well, this is your ex-girlfriend, I was like, this correct? is not acceptable. Yeah, this is your ex-girlfriend, <laughs> right? <laughs> I would not I be like, having this that. This is just beyond acceptable terms. And, you know, fair play to her. She has not met ex-girlfriend because all she did was immediately get dressed and go buy me KFC and you know brought what? it okay. home to me. And was just like, I'm really sorry. I didn't know you'd want it. I was like, of course <laughs> I'd want it. Of course. I bought it. I bought it to eat it. The so first thing I do when I'm hungover, been on a night out, is look around the, yeah. for my half-finished drink and my uneaten takeaway. Have we talked before uh, about the worst possible thing that you've ever, that's ever... Like, have I ever told you about the saddest thing I've ever seen? 
I mean, you probably have at some point. All right. Well, well let's let's regale our tale. The, the saddest thing I've ever seen is I was I was at a house party, that's you know standard, and mm-hmm. um, next day I woke up. I'm like on the floor, fucking sleeping under a pile of like towels or some shit because I'm like you know 19 <laughs> and no one gives a fuck. And the next day I see my mate stumble in, and he's he's got he sees a pizza box and he grabs mm. it and he shoves it in the microwave and he presses the microwave button. And it's on for three minutes, and he gets a plate, he washes it, he gets some sauce out, he gets some microchips and all that shit, puts them in, he gets uh, this plate just set up perfect for this pizza, pulls mm. the pizza box out, opens it up, and it's four crusts. The pizza was gone. Oh. <laughs> but he thought it had a pizza in it, and he just sat there, and he was like, no, my pizza! He thought there was oh one. God. It was just crust. Someone came in in the night and eaten all his pizza, but oh. left the box in the microwave. So he thought it had pizza in it. Oh. And he was just so upset, and I was like, I felt so bad for him because that's oh, like man, that... because it's because the entire three minutes while he was like going, you saw him like cause he was, you saw the hangover leave his body. You saw him like, excise <laughs> that alcohol demon. As he got the swing yep. in his step, like, do do do, gonna get my takeaway. Getting sauce out of the <laughs> cupboards and all that shit. And then just he opens it up and he immediately went, fuck this. And just went back to bed and we didn't see for the rest of the day. Oh, no. He said, he's just so fucking wounding. So I've, I've never that, felt that worse is. for a person. And I remember, on a similar note though, that when I was immediately happy was um, when I came to us that, that weekend of going out. And every single morning, I woke up with a full pizza that was uneaten. <laughs> and instead of being like, oh, I wasted my money, it was woken up, and I just went, yes. I've got a full oh, fucking pizza. Yes. I have a full pizza to eat when I'm hungover. Oh, I used to be so bad oh, for shit like that. There's still the story. Now, oddly enough, that ex-girlfriend whose wedding you went to the other day still tells of um, before we were a couple, we lived in the same mm. house. And my girlfriend at the time, or the girl I was seeing at the time, had like proper pied me off. Like, oh mm. man, I'm so sad. And I took, I came downstairs and got a bag of Doritos Flaming Hot and a bag of a giant bag of Doritos Cool Original. Poured them into the same bag and walked upstairs. And they went, Carl, you can't eat two big bags of Doritos because <laughs> you're upset. And I went, Yes, I can. And went upstairs. <laughs> and you know what? Fucking worth. Totally worth oh, it, yeah. man. I was so happy. Like, I, just, I just sat in bed just eating double Doritos. I was like, yeah, I'm doing this. <laughs> My life is a mess and it's falling apart. But you know what? Fuck it. But you know what? I would argue that that is either... That is hitting one of two levels of either... Oh, no. My life is depressing. I need two bags of Doritos right now. My life is falling or apart. It's the other end of the spectrum. Whereas, you know what? I don't need to give a fuck because my life is fine. <laughs> because I've got two bags of Doritos. And it's stupid. You know what that is? That's perspective. With oh, yeah. The right, yeah. With the right perspective, like, you can I, turn on any situation. So I, funnily enough, woke up um, today, this morning, and went, and oh, yeah. So what's that next to my bed? It's an empty packet of knickknacks, which is similar to kind of like Cheetos, uh, but with weird flavours. And... Pair of chopsticks. <laughs> I can always see where going. Because I had brought, you know, a drink and my crisps to bed. I went, you know what? Let's live some life. Let's just chill out and eat some crisps in bed. But a tip that I have heard from um, 
somebody that I follow on YouTube was to eat anything like that, any like what's it or, with, uh, with chopsticks, so you don't get the with you don't get your fingers covered in the dust. Exactly. So to eat any of your crisps or in America, if you're talking chips, just eat them with chopsticks, and then your fingers just don't get dirty. That's that is a cr- and that is that is beautiful as well when you're playing games and you have to swap that quick or oh, grab a bite with grab the controller and then you don't have to wipe your hands and feel horrible and see that's when you get that's when you go sticky for the yorkshire special when you get the crisps and you put them against your chest and you go uh, 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 when you got a hold of the controller and then you drink it like you're doing a big fucking crispy shot of all the bloody <laughs> crisps in one go and you down oh, that thing Carl just inhales his crisps that's how you do it man she reminds me a lot oh, of God, that is next level. You... I'll, I'll have one knickknack with my chopsticks, and you're just like, Ugh. I'll drink them. Because I was reading a story the other day. It's, it's amazing. This. Have you ever heard about how they make Pringles? I've not, you know. It's Pringles that you think, well, it's Pringles, and you think the shape of a Pringle. It's quite weird, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Compared to everything else. And apparently that shape, they got an expert on aerodynamics to design that. Because they whiz down I'm the sorry, they what? whiz down the conveyor belt so fast that the the shape they used previously it would fly off and hit people. And we can't do this, <laughs> so they brought in an expert on aerodynamics to design a Pringle that wouldn't fly off the conveyor belt and also <laughs> would maintain rigidity while in the tube. Oh, what? And they said, like, this guy came in and sat there and did, like, computer models of various Pringles <laughs> to ensure that workers wouldn't get injured by flying Pringles. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah, that's a, that's a fucking good like, use of the money for that. You know what? If you'd asked me what the most weird, um, like, hire a Pringles company ever has to make, I would never go to... Aerodynamic specialist. We had to do it because they want because it improved obviously um, production speed. Because the faster the conveyor belt goes, the more Pringles they oh, make yeah, and yeah. sell. But they realise the yeah. faster it goes, the more likely that to fly off. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking brilliant. And as well, like, oh. the inventor of Pringles was buried in a Pringles too, which I find quite funny. Wait, what? Yeah, he was in, he was buried in one. Like, his ashes were put in one, and they buried it. Oh right, okay. People do that shit all the time. Like, it's, uh, how, the inventor what? of the frisbee. Like, are they chopping them up? Putting them in little individual Pringle tubes. Yeah, so the inventor of the frisbee was also his ashes were put into a frisbee, which I'd like and to think thrown. someone. Yeah, I would like to think someone got stuck in a tree. Because that's <laughs> just no. It's like oh god, no, granddad's stuck in a tree. What do you mean my granddad's stuck <laughs> in a tree? No, it's, it's, it's a fri- my granddad's a frisbee. Son, are you okay? Something's going on here. There's some problems at his kid's house. It's his granddad's a frisbee, and he's also stuck in a tree. Oh god. But that's, oh God, it's so good. It's a documentary on Pringles that I just ended up stumbling across. <laughs> like, you know what? This was a good waste of my time because I learned that Pringles become like ninja stars at high speed. You know what? Anything can. It's like people always make that joke about, um, like, you know, any, any kind of like TV or movie that has somebody throwing a playing card and damaging someone with it. But like, if you fucking throw it faster enough, it could cut you. Like, of I've seen, it yeah, I've seen the videos on YouTube and cutting bananas in half. That's dangerous. Yeah, I mean, it's not immediately gonna like fucking slice your neck open. But if you throw anything fast enough, it can hurt something. I still think that if you wanted to do that, just carry around snooker balls. 
<laughs> they would hurt the most. Oh, God. It's like Snoop Dogg, oh, like a solid fucking block of acrylic. Just yeah. whacked it back at Ed. Cause it's, I was watching oh, like this TV show. I think it's a like, shooter, I think it is. It's completely it's irrelevant what the TV show is. But, though, in this show, there's a guy in prison. And before like, mm. his roommate gets dragged out, so they're bringing someone in to kill the guy in prison. And his roommate says, oh, right, yeah. oh the toilet's flush, don't you, the toilet's blocked up, don't use it. And he goes, ah, this is the toilet for me. And he goes in, and he gets out three snooker or pool balls and puts them in a sock and just hits the guy with it. And I'm like, that must hurt so much. Oh. A pool ball in a sock being swung around oh. super fast. Well, it's it, like um, the... I, I don't know why it's a common thing in American movies or not. I don't know whether this is genuinely like a thing in America. But when they're just like, yeah, I'll roll up like some quarters and put it in a sock. That's apparently, yeah, that's one. Putting quarters in a sock. And I'm just like, so they're just going to beat you with small metal coins? No, man. Yeah, that's nothing. But like a bundle of them in a sock? It's football hooligans. Do you know the reason you're not allowed to take um, newspapers into football grounds now? Because football Go hooligans on. figured out a way you could fold a newspaper to turn it into a brick. If you folded all the pages of a newspaper specifically made it really dense and square, it just became yeah. a brick and they used to throw them at referees. So they stop people from taking in them. Yeah. That's a real thing. Yeah, I remember um, there's, there was like a time in, in like, again, like soccer, English football, none of this American shit, where um, people would just lob pennies yeah. at players and referees and shit. Throw pound coins at people, yeah. Yeah. That is the, that is the reason that... The English equivalent of making it rain is just awful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's just, it happens every couple of months. There's just a story in the Premiership about just referee hit by coin thrown by fan. Yeah, yeah. But there is the flip side of this where you have that video that's online of the guy who makes the paper airplane and he throws it from mm. the top of the stadium and it hits the referee. It goes all the way. To, I think it hits, it hits one of the players or the goalkeeper. But he throws it and it goes all the way down past 50,000 fans <laughs> and just hits one of the players and everybody just cheers. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> so it's a one in a million shot and he pulls it off. Yeah. It's like fucking, like, that tops any snipe in history. I don't give a fuck. I was going to say, but he's got like 23 targets from the top of a stadium. Oh, it's so good though, because it goes for so long as well. That yeah. just the plane flies for so long, and you have, and everyone has so much time to react to it, and they did still get. Well, hit. that's the thing is, it's like the um, because obviously, like the stadiums are like a lot of them are in, like um, what's the word encapsulated. Um, it there's no wind really, and they're also very so hot. You can just so everything rises slowly drift yeah. down. See, it happened at um, one of uh, the WrestleManias. Where they mm. drop down loads of these fake dollar bills for a guy's intro, not realizing that the, just the heat of the people in the stadium that was shut meant that they never fell to the ground. So all of the footage was ruined by these just constantly fluttering dollar bills everywhere. <laughs> so it's like a chaff grenade from Metal Gear Solid's gone off, and just the cameras can't pick anything up. And it's like, for fuck's sake, whose idea was this? I mean. Fair enough for the idea, but they did not think that through practically. No, that's which I found amazing. That's the heat. This of the is why you the test on the small scale, Carl. Or when people don't realise they never factor in the people who are going to be there. It's like the, yeah. the famous story is um, the architect one, where they built a library and the library mm. sunk and broke its foundations because no one bothered to calculate the weight of the library with all its books <laughs> in it because books are quite heavy. 
<laughs> Which I just thought, oh god, it's so fucking stupid. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> just that one though, just, just the Metal Gear Solid shaft grenade tech and just dropping dollar bills. <laughs> and I'd like to think if you got a strip club hot enough, the dollar bills would never touch the floor. It'd just become you know like, what? it'd become crystal maze. And the strippers have say, to like, grab all the coins. Everyone's yeah. just there. Like, but then you'd get the rich people like making it rain. And then you'd just see some guy that's like not got enough money to tip just like, running around like that. And grabbing them all out. I think, oh man, I've only ever made it rain once and it was totally not worth it. So I think when I was in America, I, I, I saved not. all my dollar bills till the end of um, the trip. Just to just, like, mm. sit, try making it rain in like, the hotel room. It was really unsatisfying. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I always love like the image of oh if if you know someone gave me a shit ton of money, I'd love to like do the let's put it out on a bed and roll on it. But then when people don't realize oh I got ten grand and it's a stack of things like an inch high, just a stack of notes about an inch thick, and it's just like yeah mate you can't really roll around on a bed. It don't look great, does it? No, it's, I, um, it's got to think... be just. Like single dollar notes in like twenty thousand pounds. It just looks silly, but it's, they do it a lot in videos, don't uh, video games, where they put the yeah. thing of like, oh yeah, um, I think they do it in dodgeball, don't they? Where they put, come in and say, I'm not, I don't think you've ever seen. I'm not sure if you've ever seen a hundred thousand dollars in a movie, but it doesn't look like that in real life. And he opens it up, and it's just like oh, a right, small yeah. stack of bills. Yeah, which I found quite funny. It's just that's what they look like. So you can get like ten thousand yeah, dollars yeah, because uh, it yeah, it's like, dodgeball the size movie, of a yeah, where. Um, there's an entire chest, but it's just like, yeah, this is actually... I'm just open it up, yeah, you can carry it around your pocket, mate. And apparently yeah. that's not a thing anymore. Because um, I did an article about it today, I found out about, like, um, carrying cash is apparently not on vogue with the rich uh, millennials of the world, like the richer, younger people generation coming up. It's all about what credit mm. card you've got. And uh, okay. they say, like, walking in with, like, a massive stack of cash just looks bad now because everyone's all about minimum yeah. stuff so walking in with just a bunch of credit cards bundled together with an elastic band as long as you've got the right credit cards looks more impressive oh uh, okay and there's just stories about like, absolute ballers putting all sorts of crazy bullshit on their card like, so, mm. like I think some Chinese billionaire just bought I think it was a 136 million dollar painting and put it on his card and I said why and they said why did you put it on your card and all oh, the air miles so you got 137 million air miles out of it <laughs> So yeah, so now I'm just going to travel, even though I'm rich as fuck, I'm going to travel for free in first class for the rest of my life. Thanks. So I always think that, like, people have a bit of a misconception of, okay, a lot of rich people do spend 137,000 or million pounds or whatever on a painting, but um, you also find out that they are, like, a lot of the time, very stingy and will make their money spread as thinly as possible. No, that's how you get rich. No, no one gets well, rich exactly. by spending money, mate. So, but but I was, that... um, I hear a lot of stories of people being like, "Oh yeah, so, um, you know, I I know this person with a lot of money, or they, you know, are friends with or relatives to someone with a lot of money, and it's like, oh yeah, but they'll always make you buy the round in. That's how you do it, man. Always. That's how you get rich. No one, Carl get, knows. No one gets rich spending money, but it's um. Yeah, always just found that quite amusing. Just that. Oh yeah, yeah. Rich people, are but I, I, and the richer you get, the less shit you have to buy. I think I think it might be. A, it's one of the Beatles. I'm not sure if it's John Lennon mm. or Paul McCartney, 
where they said uh, the more successful we got as musicians, the less stuff we had to pay for. When we were first starting out, we had to buy our own less equipment. Hard they probably had to try. Yeah, that's how we had to buy our own equipment. We had to buy. As we got successful, everything was just given to us. Our hotel rooms were comped. Our drinks were comped. We never paid for food in restaurants. The restaurant owner would just give us it for free. Um, all, yeah. our, all our equipment was just given to us for nothing. And I think you comment yeah. on the fact like the fact now I'm a multi multi millionaire. I'm actually better off than when I was poor because I still don't have to pay for shit. <laughs> but Carl, if monsters turn around and go, we will give you free monster for life if you just drink it. You take it. Yeah, it's free monster. Yeah, exactly. So I think the do. deal. The deal I tried to make, not take it. It's um, it's in an upcoming video actually where I talk about uh, I reached out to Heinz on mm. Twitter like, hey Heinz, you want to just sponsor? Um, some random dickhead on YouTube and they never got back to me. And I tried speaking <laughs> to like a PR person and apparently they're not looking to advertise on YouTube for some reason. What? And one of the things I wanted to do is say, just send me free beans. But then also send beans to like a local homeless shelter or something like that in my area. So then I don't yeah, f- yeah. then I feel like I'm getting free beans, but so are some like needy families or a food uh, bank or something mm. like that. And then yeah. I will just say in a video, like, oh, I got free beans from Heinz, and they gave it to a thing. Because then I get free beans. <laughs> a needy family gets free beans, and Heinz gets yeah. free publicity. And you know what? That, to me, seems like the perfect sponsorship, because no one's getting rid Everyone is getting exactly what they want. And for me, And as long as beans. you are completely open about that, like, on a video or whatever, like, I think that is the, the correct way to do it. Yeah, but I've tried to reach out to them. Uh, like uh, multiple companies like um, Coca-Cola and stuff, and none of them are interested. I mean, none of them give if up. you're trying to get Coca-Cola, Carl, you are shooting for the stars. No, but they own everything. So they own. Oh a, no, I know. But what I mean is, you you don't ask Coke to sponsor you. Coke tell you that they are sponsoring oh, you. I just I just want to get that delivery of like free crate of Coke. I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. my that's my Coke. That's my free <laughs> Coca-Cola, man. And then hand out the cans and go, oh, is this all right? Of course it is. It's free. But I've the thing deal. is... I know someone who works there. <laughs> I know for a fact, based on just being your friend, how many beans you eat and I, go through. I have so many beans. You always got, you always got you, beans you, in your cupboard, man. You, li- like, I mean, I wouldn't say live off, but you come close to living off Heinz beans. I've done it before, yeah. I used to. When yeah. I was um, in college, I had uh, beans on toast every single day for two years. Oh, yeah, but I, especially a couple of years ago, I don't really remember ever going round to yours and you not having beans on toast. Or even when you visit me for a weekend. Yeah, I still I, I buy a tin of beans. Yeah. And I have beans on toast. Hey, it's the, it's the perfect food. It's great. Council, it's the council house. Just special, man. Can't beat it. <laughs> it's fucking phenomenal. But you I know feel what? Cheese on toast all the way. I genuinely thought for a moment you said jizz on toast. Yeah, I was a bit, I was a bit thrown off there. Like, Wait, what? Jesus <laughs> on toast cannot be podcast? beaten. Episode seventeen. Lucas loves a bit of jizz on toast. <laughs> Nothing. You can't beat a bit of jizz oh, on God. toast. You know what? I think you can, and uh, well, that is your that's your opinion, mate, and you're entitled to it. But what I'm going to do is I'm seeing you drinking that pot, and I want a drink now. And I think there is gin and tonic left in the building. So Lucas, riff for time while I go find the gin and tonic that's in the building. I'm going to try I mean, find when it. you say in the building, don't go breaking into other people's offices just like, I need to find don't you. Don't tell me what to do. 
the thing is as well, I know Carl specifically wants gin and tonic, but I can bet you on that bookshelf where Carl is looking, there's probably about eight different bottles of liquor. There's just like, there's probably like the JD honey that cracked open when uh, we were streaming last. Um, there's going to be probably a bottle of rum, maybe some gin on there. Oh, here he is. He knows where exactly where it is. He's got absolute like amounts of alcohol on that bookcase. Oh God, are you talking about my uh, my my secret shame, the alcohol bookshelf? I mean, I was just saying how you you casually go, oh, I think there may be some gin, and I'm like, it's more about oh, the tonic. Like eight different bottles of liquor th- at the back. I thought I had, I'm pretty sure I had tonic left in the uh, the fridge, so I've got some blueberry See, gin and a bit of tonic. Carl was more weary of whether he had water in, of whether he had alcohol. I've always got alcohol in. Why would you not? Exactly. It's part of my brand, Carl man. knows what's up. You've got to do it. Yeah, you've got to do it. I've always got his, his little G&T, because obviously it's a bit summery. And that can lead me into mm-hmm. what I'm doing for my summer. So I'm, like, I'm going to LA tomorrow. We've not even talked about that yet. We spent too long talking about fucking baked beans. <laughs> but I'm like legit, I mean, Los An- when you are listening to this, dear listener, I will be in Los Angeles. Presumably either in Disneyland, trying to fight Darth Vader, or in front of the Hollywood sign, trying to fight the people who dress like Darth Vader. So the thing is, you've just said that after two days ago, well, a day and a half ago, watching me and Drunk Jenna basically ask ourselves, do we need a house or should we just go to Disney? (laughs) Do it. I'm only going because I got invited. Someone asked me, do you want to come to Los Angeles? I went, yeah. I'll so where where are you going and what are you doing? Well, I'm I'm going because I'm going to like, apparently think Anime Expo is a thing. I don't give a shit. Oh yeah, I'm going to I'm going with my Switch and a Yu-Gi-Oh deck and I'm going to challenge everyone I see there to either a Doom or or to Smash. And then I'm just <laughs> going to dick around in LA because we went there for that event a few months ago, and I was oh, a yeah, bit annoyed yeah. I didn't get to see enough of the uh, the city. So we're going back. Yes, and I'm going to go yeah, back because to the, the way you were. Um, explaining your last trip to LA with Brad, um, you, you it sounded like you were there for the stream and you were just like in and out. We were there for a day and, and a half total. We had a day to ourselves and that was it. You basically spent longer travelling than yes. you did with All in all, we spent about, I think, like 24, 30 hours travelling in total. We were in Los Angeles in total, not travelling to and from the airport and stuff for about 36 hours. So a day and a half. Wow. So we, you know what? It's for charity. Well, this is for oh, me. Oh no, exactly. Like that. That's the thing. You you were going specifically for a stream with a uh, Herman Lee as your your rival. Yeah. On Rocket League, but yeah, my, it was just a, a stream for charity. My and rival. Fair part. enough. You know, you prioritize that over dicking around in LA. But now I can go to dick around, and I'm going to go to Disneyland. Yeah, exactly. I'm going like, is it Galaxy's Edge? Or is it Disney World yes. in Los Angeles? It's one or the other. I always get mixed up. Oh, no, Disney World has Galaxy's Edge. There we go. And is that the one in California, yes? Not Florida. So what's the one in California? Uh, that's just like Disneyland, I believe. Okay, fair enough. I always get mixed there up. There isn't all the Star Wars and extra stuff there, I, as far as I'm aware. No, because I want to go there, but then I want to complain that I didn't get in for free, because I'm a streamer. Did you hear about this story? Because <laughs> this story, no. I was... Oh, wow, this is amazing. Um... I think it was Collider, or maybe Screen. Mm. Basically, join those shitty YouTube channels where four people sit around a desk covered in pop vinyls, 
talking about Marvel movies, but not talking about them with any depth because they're shit at reading movies. Do you know one of those things? I mean, one of those crappy yeah, movie podcasts. Yeah, but you've also things. described a weekend at my flat. Okay, you bought that. Right, right. um, <laughs> oh god, I'm gonna fuck up a story now. Um, podcaster gets annoyed. He's not invited to Disney Galaxies. Edge. I hope this shows one thing. Where is it? Oh, that he's not invited. Oh, he was yeah. Collider Live. Here we go. It was some dickhead on Collider. Uh, basically, they found the website as a whole found out. Oh, we've got mm. two invites for Galaxy's Edge, and we're going to give them to um, one of our writers and one of our content creators. Which okay. just so happens to not include this dipshit. And let's try and find his name because you need a name to shame him. <laughs> Where is he? I need to find his name because he is a big dick. And that's that's really weird as well that he's kicking off that his company didn't pick him to go. That's a bit of a dick move. <laughs> no, because you need to find the actual story itself because the story is amazing. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, just the concept... Have somebody getting salty and complaining because his company picked somebody else to go. Yeah, but like, we, oh. we need to get there what he said. It's fucking brilliant, right? And I'm Here giving we go. you yes, time right. to find it, Carl. I have the detail, right? Here we go. Collider's Christoph Harloff said he was mm. a lot butthurt because he wasn't invited to Disney's Star Wars' Galaxy's Edge. And mm. here's a direct quote from him about being why he's annoyed that he wasn't invited. I've been busting my fucking ass being a Star Wars fan for five years. And this is how they treat me. So he was annoyed that he's been busting his ass as a fan, aka shilling the shit out of Disney products with no shame whatsoever on this God. crappy podcast that we put forward as our objective or our subjective opinions and not paid advertisements. But they did send <laughs> two people from his company there, just not him. Oh, and man. he had an app. He threw a complete fucking Mardi over this, and he stormed out and pouted because Disney wouldn't give him free tickets to this thing because he what? deserves them because he talks about Disney all the time on his podcast, and he's been a fan for but, five years, Lucas. Five oh, years. God. He's been a Star Wars, as we know, has only been around for five years. I mean, I'm pretty sure he is the longest running Star Wars fan. Then there's been no one longer. Like a longer fan than five years. But I, I think I think he did apologise, but he apologised in the way of, I'm not going to admit fault. I'm just going to admit that I look bad. <sighs> but it's just really funny when he's there. I've been busting my ass. So what do you mean? If you think you're being a fan of this franchise feels like work, maybe you're not <laughs> that big a fan of it, are you? <laughs> maybe oh, not. Yeah, he gets so pissed off, and what it makes it so much sweeter that. Like, their company, their website was invited. It's just that he wasn't. And he felt like he deserved to go first. I get to go meet Darth Vader before anybody else. And he's like, oh, man. Oh, that's just... Oh. And the thing is... And isn't that beautiful? If, got th- doesn't that, in your head as well, colour every single positive review that man ever gives anything ever? Because now you know he will absolutely yeah. flip his shit the moment he's not given free stuff. I was going to say, because... You know that he is sitting there in his head reviewing any of these movies or whatever he does. You know that you can completely disregard anything he says because he's just looking for free entry to yeah. Disneyland. 
Yeah. And the fact that he would admit it so like transparently is amazing to me. Because most of those things, they're all, even if they're not being paid to shill, they're there to shill. Like, even they if are... they say it's their opinion, their opinion is being like, well, you can say what you want, but if we're reviewing Endgame, you are not fucking criticising Endgame because we won't get tickets to the premiere because Disney's going to go, yeah. well, these guys don't give consistently positive reviews. Fuck them. There are, five, there are 500 other yep. people who fill their exact niche doing this thing. And as we well, know we'll do it. Get Chris Stuckerman in. He'll get a positive review. For people at home that think, oh, wow, like that's such a weird view. To... People get blacklisted if they don't positively review everything that is given to them. Like yeah. they say they don't. Say for example, yeah. um EA have a game coming out and this they go, Oh, this reviewer has positively reviewed at least an eight out of ten for every game we've sent him. If he then thinks that that one game is awful and gives it a three out of ten and just rides it down to being an absolute pile of trash, it'll just be like, Well, don't give games to him anymore. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. It. You don't even have to say outright that we're going to give you free stuff if you give us a positive review. All you need to do is just the moment they start giving positive reviews, stop giving them free stuff or stop giving them early yeah. access or exclusive access. Exactly. Because the moment they lose that, they lose money. And I guarantee mm-hmm. you in most cases, the moment money's on the line, morals take a back seat. And yeah, so there's to... a very famous story that a lot of people have probably heard, but if you haven't, I'll K- go for yeah, it again. The Kane and Lynch 2 uh, story. So- yeah, Kane Lynch 2 story. Carl knows exactly where I'm going. Um, was it Jeff Gersman? I believe it was, yes. Um, was working for GameSpot at the time. And they were doing a review for Kane and Lynch 2. But they also, for that month, ad supported and sponsored by, <laughs> by Kane, Kane and Lynch, Lynch 2. 2. As they had a... the huge banner ads on it as they were on the shit review. Yeah. Exactly. So if you look at this website, um, it is massive banner ad, ads all down the side for Kane and Lynch 2. And then they w- wanted to put up the review and give it... I can't remember exactly the score, but the review like five was like, this ten. game it was is not trash. a review that they could put on the box. We'll put it that way. Yeah, it was... This game is really not good. Say, I'm pulling a number out of my ass here, but a 4 out of 10. This is a bad game. Do not buy this game. And the the website just turned around to the reviewer, Jeff, and just went, you no. need, Yeah, you need to fix this score. Like, we know you we're need, paying yeah, you to provide your subjective opinion, which is in, and, we're, and we claim to have no bias, but you need to fix this fucking score because we've got... Is it Square Enix puts those games out? Or some uh, shit like that. We've got the, we've got the publisher so, yeah. on our ass about this bad review. Yeah. You need to fix it. And, and they will left, stop running they? the ads. They will blacklist us, etc. You and can't he, put yeah. this review. And on. he quit over it. And he that's where and he quit. Form giant, giant bomb. Giant bomb. Which yeah. is, that's amazing. That it's like no, fix this. Like with B, as like you can say whatever you want, just as long as I think they didn't even care about the criticism. Was it, it was the score? Because they it know was the that. Score, yeah, it was fix the score. Because it'll it'll um, affect the Metacritic. Metacritics. No one who's gonna like. No one who gives a shit. People who are looking to buy a game because yeah, oh this yeah. looks good is gonna see the eight out of ten and buy it. Because as a marketing side of the company, all they need to do is go. Oh okay. Well, he had bad opinions of the game and wrote his opinions 
in the review, but 90% of people are going to scroll past those opinions and look at the score. And an even smaller percentage of people are going to physically like go to that site rather than just, as you say, go to Metacritic. Yeah, but it, just, it cracks me up so much on a website. that um, they just went, yeah, yeah, you can say whatever you want, but just fix this fucking review. And that cracks yeah. me up so much. But it reminds me a lot, though, because I love when stuff like this happens because it, it shows the people who are making it, it. It reveals a bit about them. Like, do they care? Do they give a shit? Are they willing to, like, you know, shoulder this criticism? And mm-hmm. the example that always brings to mind for me is what I'm going to bring up now for the people watching on stream, but I'm going to describe it um, in real time for if people don't understand why it's so funny. I'm going to try and track okay. it down now. Browse on my desktop, I believe. So are you should... looking to like put it up on the screen? Oh, no, sorry, that's the wrong thing. Already... That's the wrong one. You know what? Enjoy that as well. Browse. It's not that. Uh, it will be desktop. Perfect. There it is. Yeah, so... Do you want to take a quick look at this, Lucas? This is Uh, the poster for the film Legend, which was Tom Hardy and Tom Hardy playing the Cray Brothers. And it got fairly good reviews. So I think four to Mm. five stars from everybody, except for The Guardian, who gave it two stars. And if you look, Lucas, where is that two-star review on that poster? Um, Oh, shit, yeah, because you can't see you. You've got to watch my stream, haven't you? Yeah, I can send so it to, I'll send my, it to you on Discord my, right now. I don't want to risk making the. Um, I'll send it to you on Discord right now. I, I didn't realize that you oh, were no, watching wait. my thing. I literally have just googled it. I googled the words "legend poster" on one of the top suggested images. Is it's just a red circle around the two, two, two stars. stars. Yeah, and that's popped squarely in between the two heads. And two four-star reviews, so it looks like their heads are cropping off. Yes, either well, side you know, of a four-star better, better review. And I yeah. fucking love that because you can't even be mad at the ingenuity no, on can't. display. And as well, the really clever part is the fact that MTV have given it four stars beneath, and they've slightly cropped parts of the four-star review. So in your head, you fill in the blank. Oh, God, I think my stream's, like, just dying now as well. Oh, no. It didn't like that. This is why I didn't want to open up another thing. It didn't like that I put all the images. Yeah. You know what? Let's just leave it. It's fine. People can hear the audio. But that cracked me up because just the idea that they'd even have the fucking balls to pull it off is amazing. You know what, though? They did a really fucking good job of hiding that... But they still put it up there. Exactly, yeah. And it's not their fault if you think it's a four-star review. And obviously the film was yep. well-received overall, and it was seen as mostly being a joke. But I am not even mad at that. because It's, it's like, yeah, you got me, and you win. You get, your, you get that. You can get yeah, exactly. this one over on everybody. And you know what? I, I just have to respect whoever edited that poster. I bet they got a fucking raise that day, because that is amazing. <laughs> and there's a couple of that examples is, is, of that from the past. Oh, um, that's so clever. So one of But that, the fact is, like, they had the choice to not include that review. And they did. They did. Yeah. And they just did it in the smartest fucking way possible. And, right, 
Which reminds me of when I would like to bring it back to like when I used to perform stand up, perform stand up and stuff. Um, uh, we once got a really, really bad review for one of our shows, for our improv mm. shows. And um, one of the guys in the group was looking through the review, this scathing one star review, looking for oh God. like a pull quote to put on our poster. Because we were printing mm. posters throughout the uh, the fringe. So obviously including things like, oh yeah, we got a good review. And he, he just pulled out an improv show and put it in the middle of the poster in giant bold text. Just the words an improv show. An improv show, quotes, and then just put like <laughs> the Scottish Herald underneath it. And that was it. And I we we thought like people will probably find it funny and we'll yeah. check us out to see what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure how we fix this um weird thing where my stream is just completely fucking froze. Oh no. Welcome to <laughs> our very good stream. Oh no, it's fine. So what we'll do now is uh, we'll bring this... I mean, mine potentially has done the same since I've gone down to zero viewers. It's all good fun. What we'll do is we'll bring this to a close now, but for the people who are listening in, obviously, who are watching this, this static image of me and Lucas staring at our microphones on (laughs) Twitch, who I can see now, if you just want to get some questions in for me and Lucas, we'll do a bit of Q&A for the end. So while those questions come in, obviously the audio is going, I'm hoping the audio is actually getting through. Okay, but, I mean, chat, let Carl know if it is. Carl... Uh, you do a quick chat on mine, see if the stream's actually working, because the couple of people that were watching have bailed. <laughs> you know what? I'm um, not even mad. I'm not even mad at that. I think the, yeah, the audio is going through, I presume. But while if they want to get some questions in, we'll just riff for a bit, because, Monsieur Lucas, I'm going to be in fucking like Los Angeles next week, so I yep. am just not coming in. Yeah, audio still works. There we go. So if people want to get questions in, do some Q&A to close off. I'd be um, able to quick look on my stream and see... Yours appears to... I think yours is frozen a little bit as well. You know what? It's fine. Pretend we're just doing like a tribute to JoJo stuff. Also, well, people might think it's a static image. I mean... We could be talking over a static image. <laughs> that's why we stream, right? Um, but let's just round this up. And we'll just say a goodbye to the podcast. No, um, what do you mean? The podcast is going to have the Q&A in it. We keep the Q&A in Are we going to do it in, in the podcast too? Yeah, that's why I said we've got a riff, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, right. I'll be in LA next week, you know, challenging Darth fucking Vader to a fist fight and um, just yes. step into fools to see if they want to duel against my Dark Magician deck if they want to step. And what are your plans for the coming week? Um, Work. So <laughs> after. Serve that chicken. After, I've got to serve that chicken. I mean, um, so I have not worked. As much as I'm meant to. I've not really worked full-time for, like, oh, God. Twitch, no. Stop. Twitch, stop. I have not really worked full-time for, like, a good few weeks because I've been trying to get stuff started up with my YouTube channel and doing um, podcasts with you and stuff and going to weddings and all this. So for once in the past, like, six weeks, I'm going to actually, you know, have a week where I do my fucking job. Oh, there we go. Earn some money then. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Um, but, you know, we'll still be getting this uploaded. I'll still be getting a video uploaded on my channel because we've already um, recorded that stuff back at Big Wangers Inc. HQ. So, yeah, Need nothing it. is going to change. But I already have things like set up in advance so that everything can go out. I could just do an actual week's work. 
No, fair enough then. In which case, then I've got some questions here that we can go through to close off the uh, the podcast, and we'll probably like try and make this a a thing for e- the end of each one because we always get asked questions, and it's just easier to yeah, yeah. just answer them in one big go. So we've got. Uh, what is your favourite movie series, Monsieur Lucas? My favourite movie series? Yes. Um, Specifically, they are spe- specifying series. I was going to say because I have my first answer, which is the Cornetto trilogy. That's, that's which a is like strong the, choice. Um, it's not an actual like series in terms of this is... So this is the Shaun of the Dead, um, Hot Fours, and the World's End trilogy. Um, I, I say that because it is, I consider it to be a series of movies. They have got a cohesive theme throughout, so yeah. Yes. Um, so Shaun of the Dead, number one out of the three for sure. Yes. But the other two are still directed by Edgar Wright, written by Edgar Wright, and... Um, I can't even remember the actor's name now. Nick Frost. No, um, there's Nick Frost and... Oh, God, I've completely forgotten his name. But anyway, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fours, and um, and The World's End. They're a bit of like a pick of like my favourite... Well, which is your favourite? ...trilogy, I guess. Shaun of the Dead, for sure. I think it trumps the other two completely, but I love Edgar Wright's method of... Um, oh, editing and I love the the witty writing and all of the details in it like you can watch that film over and over again and notice more and more oh yeah it's great it, it's so layered it's ridiculous also I've noticed my stream has just completely fucking died so you know what people are now just staring at a blank screen with doge on it but I hope they're enjoying the audio I hope so the audio is doing alright that's right. all we can hope for I apparently can't even bring up the webcam so they can just see me so, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, like Streamlabs as shit, what I would call the bed. So, yeah, <laughs> oh, God. like good fucking luck with that one. Like, well fucking played. But, um, I, yeah, I think I'd agree with that. I love that for the series. And um, they, I'm looking at more questions here that intersperse with, is the stream dead for me? Um, yes, it is for everyone, apparently. That's fine. But you know what? They're, they're still not going to listen. They're still going to complain. Uh, what's your you opinion on the Monster really Hunter fun. movie currently in the works? It's probably going to suck a huge amount of ass. Yeah, but the what's your, what, what is your favourite series? Favourite series? I think that you nailed it. It's the well. I didn't even think of that, so I'm gonna go for that one. Mm. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I'm. I just I love a lot of things, like, uh, obviously like Marvel and Star Wars and stuff. But yeah, I think it's a lot more unique. Uh, again, another shout out is um, a lot of Quentin Tarantino's movies, but like. They're all kind of like in one quote unquote like cinematic universe. Yeah, that's weird because they're all connected by the uh, red apple cigarettes. They are. They are all confirmed to exist like, in the same universe. Yes, exist in the same world apart from Kill Bill, which exists as a movie inside of those worlds because that's more ridiculous than the rest of the movies. Which you know what, whatevs. It all makes sense. And fair play, fair play, because, I mean, it's not really a cinematic universe in the sense that Marvel's is, but he managed to create a semi-connected set of films before most people ever managed it. 
Oh, Carl's trying to figure things out. Yeah, maximize, maximize super quickly. I fixed it. I fixed it. I think. I hope. Are we working? You know what? I fixed it for mine. Done. Nailed it. Right. Oh yeah. So here we go. Right. So uh, we have got that movie series. People sending pictures of dogs. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of the end of End Game? I don't give a fuck. We're not answering shit. Um, it's, it's if not you want to know what we thought of End Game. If you want to know what we thought of Endgame, go and listen to a different course corner. Yeah, for the, for the brew listeners, they Endgame. can just click the one that says Endgame Podcast, where we spoil it and talk about it for ages. Uh, da, da, da. Are you guys doing a gaming stream together? Not right now, but probably in the future, I'd say. Um, well, we might potentially be doing some today, depending on like how we feel and stuff. But oh, I, uh, I meant more we haven't figured that podcast. Out. Oh right, okay. Yeah, I might stay and do like some more Q and A for the people who are in the stream before I fuck yeah. off. While I just finish this gin and tonic, but I've got to go back because I've still got to pack for LA. So oh, yeah, shit. and we'll figure. We'll Carl figure. is very prepared. Yeah, yeah, you know what I am. It's great. We'll figure that out. Any more, <laughs> any more questionnaires? Um, how, how hyped are you for Doom Eternal? Somewhat hyped. I mean, to be fair, I'm not hyped for the game in any way. Um, but you just know it's going I to be was... good, don't you? Yeah, I know it's going to be great, and. When Doom 2016 came out, I kind of missed it a bit. And just Doom is on my radar, but not high up in my list of priorities. And obviously, as most people know, you can't buy every game that comes out. But when it came to Game um, to Game Pass, download it, tried it out, and yeah, it holds up to how good people tell me it is. Yeah, so it's a very, it's really very solid um, first-person shooter that I would yes. highly recommend. So I'm assuming the sequel's going to be... Good and the ridiculousness of the sequel looks incredible. Like they've made it like a first-person platforming shooter as oh, well. Oh yeah, and they've given him scorpions like spear. Yeah, I mean they've attached a grappling hook to a shotgun, so you can literally grapple to an enemy, shoot yourself forward, and then right in their face, just nail them with the shotgun. Just shotgun blast people's faces off. It's fantastic. Yeah, are you excited for Spider-Man? Probably. Hell yeah. Um, I'm really upset by how much they are releasing beforehand. Yeah, I've it seen looks there's, like so, there's so many trailers that basically spoil everything, so I've only watched the one. It really looks like they are spoiling a lot of the fucking film. And I know that I could, I think I know I can trust Marvel because how fucking clever they are with the likes of Endgame. But it looks like they're showing way more off for Spider-Man to try and sell yeah. it to people. It's more, it's, you know it's bad when you, you think you're getting spoiled by the thumbnails that the shitty yep. clickbait websites who re-upload the trailer do. Yep. When I'm, I'm seeing thumbnails that look like spoilers or like yeah, scenes exactly. from the end of the movie. It's like, I, have, I watched the Far From Home trailer one and I was like, cool, I'm good. I know this thing exists. I'll go and watch it. I'm going to avoid it now. And I should say, scrolling through YouTube and just seeing all the fucking thumbnails. Yeah, like, if you oh, search God. for Spider-Man ones, like, well, surely you want to be spoiled on the movie you've not seen yet. Yes, yes, YouTube. That's exactly what I would like. Thank you very but much. May I have an answer? Really hoping it's not been spoiled because Spider-Man is my favorite superhero, and I really hope it's good. But I've already got Spider-Man to the, into the Spider-Verse, so I've basically already got the perfect Spider-Man film. Yeah, so you can just go rewatch that, and you'll always get the same. Yeah. Thing. So and I don't think it's going to be as good as that. And the rest of the cool. questions is just stuff I've answered before, so I can't be asked. Any on your end, Lucas? The I people... have zero viewers, presumably because my... Like, oh, no, broke. no. In which case, what a perfect place to end it. Thank you very much, Lucas.
Is there anything you'd like to plug before you go? Uh, so, as always, I would really like to plug uh, my YouTube channel. It is Legend of Canto on so YouTube. What you can do after this, Lucas, come to my Twitch and go in the chat, and I'll make you a mod and just keep spamming your channel. Do that, because <laughs> I'm going to stop. I'm going to be doing a bit of Q&A after this, like, so I'll finish my okay. blue gin and tonic. Um, so, yeah, um, I'll say Legend of Canto on YouTube. Uh, go give that a follow. That would be great. Um, I am Canto Legend underscore on Twitter. But, you know, the underscore gets you every time. The underscore is horrible. Because I did try and look for something that was related to, like, the games I like as a name for my YouTube channel and that wasn't taken on any platform. And it was like, you know what? (laughs) This isn't taken on anything but Twitter. So fuck it. We're going to. That's as close to good as we're going to get. It's all right, yeah. You did okay. So we've um, got the second part. Of our Super Mario Let's Play that me, Carl, and two other friends did. Uh, second part of that is going up on Thursday, so go give it a watch. It's the thing that'll be up today when this thing's out. But yes, it will. Uh, you uploaded like, if you're that an audio listener. Yeah, that's the thing. That playthrough exists for the moment in the last five minutes. And you know what? Fucking worth <laughs> it. That entire video it, exists for the bit in the last five minutes. You know what? There was a bit in the first half. The my girlfriend watch that made her laugh very hard. So that's all that. That's if that let's play the part one has one video that makes people laugh very hard. I'll be happy. That's all you need. And that's yeah. all we need to wait for. But yeah. yeah, the last the last five minutes or so of the second part is what you play Mario Party for, and that is the just bullshit. Absolutely. Oh God, what's this? Oh no, sorry. I thought I got a message from someone telling me to go fuck myself, but now it's my phone. Going crazy, but yeah, I think that brings us to an end. And Question, Carl. Yes. Has your phone got so used to notifications of somebody told you to go fuck yourself that your phone just automatically does it at this point? No, it's because what I did is I read, whenever I get a message from someone I don't know on my phone, I presume it's just them insulting me. I got one today <laughs> oh, saying, oh, hi. Um, hi there, you fat, ignorant, white um, Englishman. Um, how are you today? So, yeah, wow. that, was, that, that was nice. Uh, a, and I've never heard anyone categorise you as fat. That's impressive. Well, I've not seen it. There's a, there's a theory going on in the comments of all the videos that I'm just really fat now. Well, you saw, me two, day, you saw me two days ago. Am I fat, Lucas? I mean, you're definitely not fat. Yeah, that's the, it's the thing. I think it's because the videos have... Um, I wear the T-shirts I bought when I was a small... And they're not yeah, flattering, yeah. but what tight t-shirt is. Anyway, yeah, exactly. the only thing I'm going to plug is... Oh, shit, I forgot. I forgot what I was going to... <laughs> oh, no, it would be the Twitch. If you can put that in the description, Lucas. So if people want to watch this recorded live and ask questions that aren't, are you excited for Spider-Man, person who talks about Marvel movies all the time? Um, <laughs> maybe you can think of a more interesting question. Yeah, yeah. That'd, be, that'd be good. But for now, maybe. Um, we're going to say goodbye. And for the people watching on... Um, Twitch, and um, here's the frog. Oh. Yes, yeah, so they, they now have the frog.